o'clock. My debut 1990 September, Bristol City away to get that opportunity with what thousands of Geordies only dream of. Lee Clark, Lee Clark 1-0. Williams, my first goal of a sudden underway at Leicester, uh, was a left foot volley. I didn't realise my left foot was for kicking the ball with it as well, I thought it was just for standard. Pignard. Playing against Chelsea and, and to score the first goal there is something that still lives with me now and it's it's what most people will talk to me about. Shit every weekend. It's the three legends banter and rivalry across the northeast on the tune, the cat, the red. Ah, here for the final time in 2023, end of the year. It's just like the end of school term, isn't it, fellas? We've got Craig Hignett with us, Daz Williams, and I'm pleased to say Jim Pearson, former Newcastle striker, joins us as well because. Clark, he's off on one. He's 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 away sunning himself and having a whirl of a time ahead of partying again, oh. fellas. Jim, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, he won't be he won't be enjoying himself. He's miserable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a hit already, mate. With these lads, I'm telling you. <laughs> As we all know. Yeah. I know. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas, uh, Jim. Right, mate, mate, Karen, you okay? Yeah. Good, yeah. Thanks, good, mate. I'll tell you what, yeah, Dave. I'm... Clark, he won't be won't be happy saying you, you're having a whale. He's having a whale of a time because <laughs> yeah, you know how touchy he is about his weight. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big lad. <laughs> Brilliant. While, while the lads are away, let's 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 stick the knives in. That's all I can <laughs> say. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? <laughs> oh well, it is the last one of the year. It is the three legends, of course. You can get in touch. You can get your points across to the boys. Uh, we've got Jim. We've got uh, Higgy. We've got Daz. Oh three three oh oh four three two thousand and two. Where do we start, fellas? Is it a look back at twenty three? Is it a look back at last Monday and the, the the most recent action? Is it a look ahead? Where do, where do you want to start? We'll give it to you. Well, listen, the, the year for me is I can't remember, but I can't remember a little bit, I isn't it? So as far as, <laughs> yeah, as, as, as far as Newcastle and Middlesbrough are concerned, and, and Sunderland a little bit, the, the end of the year has been a little bit hit and miss. You know, it's it's sort of, especially with Borough, you know, the, the results at Rotherham. I, listen, I've, I've seen extended highlights. I didn't. I wasn't at the game. They had great chances, Borough. They hit the post, they hit the bar. They should have had a penalty. I think, you know, if you've seen the incident, everyone should agree that that's a cast-iron penalty for me. Um, and the goal that Rotherham scored was a really lucky one. It was an intended cross, went over the keeper's head into the back of the net. Borough got beat 1-0. Um, a disappointing one after the West Brom one because they needed a good result against West Brom. They went and got it and, and played well by all accounts. Um, and then, you know, they've... They've let themselves down at Rotherham. Tonight will be a big game, Dave. They, they play mm. Huddersfield away. Borough generally do worse against the bottom teams than they do against the top teams. I think there's only two in the top six who've beat them this season. Um, the results have been have been quite poor against the, the bottom teams, so hopefully they can book that trend tonight and, and get a decent win. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's, it's consistency, isn't it? I think... I think we're looking at consistency, aren't we, from, from all the sides, mate, to be quite honest. I think they've been a little bit inconsistent recently. It's it's the same with everything, Daz. You, you know what the just like. missed the playoffs? Sorry. Yeah. Do you think yeah, no problem, just Jim. missed the playoffs? I mean, the battered Coventry and got beat. Do you think that's maybe mm. been hard to get over? I think what's what's killed them, Jim, is, is the goals that they've lost in the, 
in the sea in the um, close season. You know, Akpom, he scored yeah. thirty goals last season, and the lads who yeah, were yeah. in on loan, Archer, Ramsey, um, as well as the left back Giles, who ended up going to to Luton. That was all their goals and their creativity, mm-hmm. um, and they lost all yeah, of that. So yeah. they had to start again a bit this year, and and. The players they brought brought in, no disrespect to them because they're they're decent players, but they're not at the level that the lads who went were at. You know, they we've seen them all playing at a, a higher standard now. Three of them in the Premier League, one of them's gone to Ajax, yeah, right. yeah. yeah, for a lot of money. So they found that difficult to to get them goals, um, and and they haven't been consistent. You know, a bit like a bit like Sunderland does. That they, they yeah. haven't been consistent. Yeah. They haven't had that one person who. You you rely on for goals. You know they've they've come no. from various people. You know, the top scorer I think's probably yeah. got seven, um, which isn't mm. great. You know if you've got aspirations to get in the playoffs and and get promoted, then all the teams that you'll see will get promoted. We'll have a goal scorer and and someone who'll get yeah. fifteen or twenty a season. That's just yeah. the way it is. So they're all looking yeah. for consistency, aren't they? And the team who is most yeah. consistent will end up will end up going up. That's just the way it is in the championship. And I think they're both trying to find different ways of scoring, aren't they? You know, this is the thing because because the forwards aren't, aren't producing, or you know, we haven't had you know we've lost those goals. You know, both for Sunderland and Middlesbrough, mm-hmm. it's finding different different uh, avenues, isn't it, to score down? You know, you uh, you know you look at the Sunderland Sunderland team. You know, majority of the goals have come from attacking midfielders rather than the, the forward strikers. You know, which is which is disappointing. You know, because obviously you you know you want your strikers to be up there, um, because you want to be competing. You know, in in and around the top half of the table, and not obviously you know having this inconsistency where you know we're we're struggling week in week week out to put the ball in the back of the net, yet we're dominating games. Mm. And Newcastle are going the same way, Jim. New, Newcastle are showing that that inconsistency <clears throat> now. It's a it's a bit strange. I mean, I think I'm stating the obvious when I say last season went ridiculously well. Um, I think you know, when the when Eddie Eddie came here and uh, when the, the the club was taken over, we knew, we knew it would improve. To to be you and I could have gone in and improved it. You know, it was really going downhill. Uh, and what they're going to at least you go to the game now and you're going to watch a team trying to win a match. Um, but it went so well last year that we, we did all we did say me and our mates and that season it's going to be hard to follow that up. With with, uh, with the same or nearly the same, and it's proved that way. But they have lo- lost their way a bit because when you go to Luton and then you play Forest at home, you're expecting, well, let's say three points minimum, six points max, mm. and uh, to come up with nothing was uh, it's been poor. I think I'm right in saying they've lost eight of the last twelve, so they need to get back on track because I mean the next four games. Liverpool, the classic against Sunderland, mm. Man City, and Villa. So it's uh, that's that might that might that might improve things. They have a bit of a run in these games. That might improve things. But watching Saturday, um, I know there's been a few injuries, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but uh, I, I did say before the game that I thought Elonga was a problem. In the the Forest winger, nobody plays on the left. They played him on the right, and he caused havoc and uh, was involved in all the goals. Um, but they're breaking against against us far too easily. I, I watched some of that game, Jim, and like you say, Alanga was a real problem, and, and really he should have squared one for Chris Wood a little bit earlier, shouldn't he, than 
just oh, before you I would have slaughtered him if you hadn't given me that I'll tell you that now. I know <laughs> well I couldn't believe it I mean he made up for it that you know he, he, I think it was the first goal yeah. wasn't it where he went down to the byline and cut it back for Chris Wood for a tapping so he did make up yeah. for it but that first one you're thinking what what's he thinking of but do you think it's just yeah. a case of of Newcastle have run out of steam I mean Clarkie goes on about the injuries now many players are out and they've got loads and loads of them out um, obviously they've they've lost the the lad who they bought in the summer from Milan for the bet and and, and do you think the players yeah. are just they've just played too many games now and and they need a, a proper See, rest I'm, because Christmas is a I'm nightmare. Old, yeah, I'm old school and um, we want you when we play you want to play games every day you know and to mm. play a few extra um, but that's what they've played for they're going to Europe and they've played for that. Yes, it's difficult when you lose some players but once you're on that pitch you'd uh, you'd expect a little bit be, better. Uh, results in the end. Do you think they've took a knock with going out? So they've gone out of all the competitions they were in, you know, the Champions League. Um, they had a good goal, but yeah, they, not, yeah. ultimately they didn't get through. The Chelsea one would have been a right kick in the teeth with what happened at yeah. the end of that one. Do you think that can affect them now and say, right, we're, we're out of this. All we've got now is, is you know, the league really and, and obviously the FA Cup coming up. Do you think that's been a bit of a Again, kick in the teeth uh, for them? Mm. I think in Europe, again, to start off with the, the PSG game is unbelievable. I mean, that was just incredible. Uh, people were saying to me, oh, how bad uh, PSG are. No, no, we made them look bad because Newcastle had everything going for them that night. And then, again, that's hard to follow up on. And then to go out the way they did as well, which is a bit, a bit dubious, let's say. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go at referees because of that man, Dave, you know. Um, <laughs> Careful. Whether <laughs> <laughs> uh, that hit them hard, then I don't know, but they really got to be big enough to go on with it. And they've got enough enough good players, you think they'd be, uh, be holding on a bit better. I just think, Jim, it was a, it was a massive strain on them, to be quite honest, you know, with the number of injuries I had. Uh, you know the yeah. games they had. Obviously, you know they're they're in the Champions League. There's obviously all that excitement. You know of, of that as well. Obviously, doing well in the cups, doing well in the league. And I just think you know you had such a small squad at the time. You know there wasn't no there was no rotational system at at the time. You know you constantly demand. It's a massive demand for the players. Um, you know, week in, week out, obviously playing midweek and, and weekends. And I think you know that's probably took its toll as well. You know from the players. Well, I'll tell you what else yeah, I've read this, it, this week, gra- Jim. there's players coming back and that should, should assist it. Sorry, on you go. No, but I'm saying that... So we've read this... Today I read it. Eddie Howe said there's no assurances about January. And, and obviously he'll look to try and try and add, or he would ideally look to try and add to it because they are struggling so much with injuries and the shorter bodies and they need a bit of a pick-me-up. But there's no assurances mm. for January and they've got the financial fair play to try and deal with... You think that'll appease the fans? Do you think fans will be happy with say, that? Do you think? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think they need a few players, um, but I think Eddie's very adamant about it. Only saying the players that he specifically wants. Doesn't want to say anybody just just to add to the numbers. Um, I mean, I've I've heard him a couple of times, and he's he's inferred that without actually saying it. But of course, you want the players that, that you you're after. Uh, and second best might not be good enough for him, so it just depends who's available. Mm. I mean, what's success yeah. for Newcastle this season then? If we see the season as a whole and, and the injuries they've had, from and, now and on, stuff. I, would, I would say top six would be great. And uh, on a run like this, but they've got to come through that. They've got to prove that they've got what it takes, which I think is feasible. Yeah. 
But I'm just looking at the games they've got coming up. You, you touched on them, Jim. Um, Liverpool up next. The derby in the FA Cup thereafter. You've got Man City at home. Aston Villa away. Luton Town at home seems to be the easier one before you then run into the likes of uh, Forest, Bournemouth and then Arsenal. So Arsenal's on the horizon as yeah. well. And just over the I next couple of games, if those results don't go right, Newcastle could be I in the bottom I wouldn't say Luton was an easy one, Dave. Well, not now. They're picking up points, aren't they? No, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you know they, they've turned the corner a little bit, to be quite honest. I think teams find it difficult to play against them, to be quite honest. But Liverpool, City and Newcastle are the next three league games. Can anybody? Yeah, right, can, anybody can, can anybody <laughs> see Newcastle pulling out more yeah. than more than three out of that? It's going to be difficult. See, we can all have a guess at it, but um, as an ex Everton player, I just hope the batter Liverpool. Jim, uh, <laughs> I used to go with my dad to watch you and Bob Latchford play, and that Did you? now I'm a Liverpudlian. I'm a Liverpudlian because of it. <laughs> oh, I did. My dad was an oh, Everton season ticket. Used to go and watch that team. What a team it was, by the way. We're all still in touch. I mean, Latchford Latch lives in uh, Germany, but he just sent me a happy Christmas message and all the rest of it. You know, so we've been in touch all these years. Yeah. Uh, it was I a great know, team as well. Wasn't it? Good, good days. Yeah, good days. Good lads. That's mm. that's part of the battle as well, isn't it? You know that. Yeah, Just and you should have won the league. The, the year I was watching, I forget what, what year it was, but you, you should have won the league that year. I think it was when Latch scored the 30-odd goals. He scored 30, but we, we got uh, beaten twice by Carlisle. Wow. And Luton. Jeez. Luton beat us. And that's, uh, that's yeah, what was... messed it up for us, yeah. Yeah, but uh, oh, those were the days I... So uh, enjoy your Liverpoolian days. <laughs> 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 I've heard of people being driven to drink but never driven to Liverpool but there you go alright sorry Iggy it's, it's the good you know goodwill to all men time of year isn't it so I do apologise supposed to but be. I mean just Not, looking just looking at that run, if Eddie if Eddie can't pull much out of those next three league games I mean could he be in bother Jim or has he got too much too much in the bank already well, too much goodwill in the bank <clears throat> I think he's got loads of goodwill. I think he deserves it. Um, but straight away they're talking about he's he's now moved ahead of uh, Pochettino, is it you call him, um, as the next to be sacked. And then in this, an article, two two more articles on it says that this, the the owners are right behind him and uh, they're on the same wavelength. So I think I think they'll give him plenty of time uh, to turn it round. But football's football nowadays, and you never know at the end of the day. But I'd like to think that they would. Let him go over this bad spell and get up and running again. Yeah, I'd like to think so, mate. You know, after what Eddie. he's done. Oh, definitely, mate. Yes, 100%. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think he's got you. too much in the bank. I, I think it won't yeah. be till next year where he gets judged. You know, they'll obviously no, see definitely. what problems they've had this year. Got them yeah. in the championship. I agree with you totally. Probably ahead of schedule. Yeah, I agree with you. And then, yeah, yeah, and then I think next year that that's when they'll start to judge him. They'll. They'll want to see a little bit more improvement. I think next year they'll also want to get in the Champions League. And obviously it depends yeah. what happens in the summer, doesn't it, with the investment and how they can they can deal with the financial fair play. Maybe they'll do what City's done. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they'll, do, deal, maybe they'll not do deal with it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it was. Yeah. Non comprehension. I'm too thick to understand all this spending money and not... Uh, <laughs> it, it's simple Jim it's simple you just don't spend more than you can afford that's the idea but I'm sure there's clever accountancy ways of getting around it 
That oh, sounds very Scottish to me. <laughs> hey, I'm a Yorkshireman from birth, so I'm as tight as you are, don't oh, you worry. Worse. That's worse, that's worse. <laughs> Uh, I'm known as the tight jock, so I don't care. <laughs> um, I'm, ju I'm just thinking about Eddie. I mean, you mentioned it earlier, Jim. You know, did Newcastle overachieve last year? Is that why expectation levels for this season are so high? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, that wasn't expected by anybody, I don't think. And it just kept going on and on, and it was brilliant. Great to watch. You know, when you go to a match nowadays, it's fantastic to go. Um, and as I, as I said earlier, I think we, we all realise it's going to be a hard act to follow because there was so much improvement in such a short time. So uh, sadly, it's been proved right, but I just got to make sure they get through it. Fans could be fickle, though, can't they, Daz? I mean, fans will just expect and expect well, and expect, won't they? Yeah, exactly, mate. Yeah. This is a thing, you know. You know, we know what we know what fans are like. You know that they. they you know they get carried away. You know they get they get caught up in things. Um, you know when we've got to just sometimes you've got to you've got to be realistic. You know, you know it's it's a you know similar situation. You know the Sunderland fans are obviously crying out for you know this that and the other. Um, you know, but the the, the club is moving forward. You know the the, uh, the you know the the chairman is is doing it in his own way and in, in his own right. Um, you know mm. I think we can't we can't expect too. Much, expect too much too soon you know because like you say you can get carried away with it as a club you know you go out paying a fortune yeah. getting players in there and it doesn't work out mate you know like you said you know Eddie wants the right players to come in and you know at the end of the day if you, you know you've got to bring the right players in because you can bring in you know some of, some of the top players around the world but you know it doesn't mean it's going to work do you, do you think, I that think that's Tony where they've been clever to go? I don't I don't personally mate I don't think he had to go um, you know, he, I, he was one of my mates I, years ago and had different jobs and that, and it, I just thought he was a great lad, and I thought he was doing okay. But you'll know better than me, mate. He was doing a fantastic job. You know, it, you know, he had all the players on board. You know, he, he he's he's got a, you know a great reputation for bringing the young players through. Um, and it, yeah. it was just it was disappointing, mate. It was disappointing to be quite honest. But yeah. you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, you know, the powers to be made the decision. Um, yeah. You know, and, and obviously we brought in Michael Bealan. You know, like I said, I'm not going to judge him early doors because he's got, he needs to get in and settle in. Yeah. He's, um, obviously, he was at Rangers and he, he, he earned himself a great reputation because he was doing the vast majority of the work there, I believe. Yeah. Stephen Gerrard was the manager and, and he was sort of held back a bit. And uh, he was actually doing what I heard from my mates up there was he was doing everything. So he gained that reputation, yeah. <clears throat> and obviously he went to QPR, and I think he did quite well there, didn't he? He did, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he did well, well at the start. Yeah. I think yeah, it was in leaving, then, um, it was the way he, he went, left the club that mm. left a sour taste. But I think while he yeah. was there, yeah, what he was that, doing was, was half decent. Yeah. He was never going to leave, he said, no, the rest of it, as usual, you know. Mm. Um, then going to Rangers as a manager, is a proper, it's a, that's a proper job, and it is difficult. Um, and obviously it didn't work out for him, but I'll be interested to see how he gets on. They've, they've had some turnaround, though, Jim, haven't they, Rangers, since he's left? I mean, the fella that's It's incredible. There's so actually five points behind Celtic with two games in hand. Sorry, I butted in there. Sorry. Uh, when you go? No, it's okay. That's that's it. I, no, I mean, new, it new man. It's with the same squad of players virtually, <laughs> isn't it? I know they've made a couple of signings, but it's virtually the same, yeah. the same squad. Uh, the new manager has been tremendous. It's incredible, actually, what he's, uh, what he's achieved. Yeah. Uh, 
when I say the new man, that's because that means I've forgotten his name. Okay. Yeah. No, that's all right. Because I, I forgot his name as well. <laughs> that, that sort of but it is, I mean, I, for me, I, I don't see the difference between, you know, bringing Michael Beale in and not having Tony Mowbray there. You know, in, in fact, if anything, yeah. because Michael hasn't really achieved what Tony's achieved in the game yet and he hasn't got his experience just yet, it, it could be a downgrade. I mean, it's a gamble. That's for sure, because you don't know which way it's going to go. Um, he might have a reputation, but Tony's yeah. had a proven one. So you wonder yeah, whether yeah. there was something else behind the scenes. There's been a bit of a disagreement, and it's it's sort of sped things up for the hierarchy to say, well, let's make this change now, because it seemed, mm-hmm. it just seemed strange, the timing of it all. And yeah. uh, and I'm not sure I whether Michael was, was their first yeah. choice or not. No, I mean for me, mate. Obviously, the you know the rumours were obviously he was asking questions. You know, you know where where the club was going. You know, you know about forwards. You know for in January this that, and the other. But you know when you haven't got an out and out forward, you're going to be asking questions, aren't you? As a manager, I just don't see you know the, the issues surrounding it. You know, it's just. Mm. But like you say, you know, you don't know. You know, there's always two sides to every story, isn't there? And, you know, rumours are rumours. You know, let's be honest. As, well, we'll yeah. well, they had a good win. The the other, a good win so. against Hull, though, does eh? Yeah, great win, mate. Yeah, nice solid performance, clean sheet. Uh, you know, Pat, Pat has made, um, to be fair, probably four or five great saves. In all honesty, um, you know, suddenly they've created chances again, dominated game. Uh, you know, and managed to come away one nil. But you know, disappointing, obviously. Uh, you know, in in the, in the Coventry game, to be quite honest, because I just felt that. You know, again, dominating games, but just, you know, just not creating, you know, putting the chances away in all honesty, creating chances, but just not finishing them. And, you know, like like we said, you know, we're, we're crying out for, for strikers, but, you know, let's be honest, you know, you've got to get the right man in a, in a short window in January, um, you know, to, to kick you on for the rest of the season. And that's the other thing I was thinking, Jack Clark scored another great goal against Hull, cut him from the left, bent it in the far corner. He's the one who's yeah. been scoring the vast majority of the goals. Are they going to be mm-hmm. able to hold on to him? In January, and do you think his decision about staying at the club will have changed now Tony's gone? Well, it could have done, mate. This is and this is what uh, obviously we, you know we spoke about just after Tony, uh, you know Tony's departure. Um, you know, a, a lot of the young lads really got on really well with Tony. Um, you know, w- will it affect them? You know, will will someone leave? Possibly. You know, Clark, uh, you know Jack Clark's has always been a. You know, question mark. Uh, you know, around him, obviously, on you know whether he'll stay. You know, there was in the summer. Now we're obviously approaching the January window. He's back in form again. I think he went out. You know, he went off off the boil a little bit. A couple of games. You know, where he was quiet, didn't really affect the games as much as he, as he normally does. Um, but you know, he, he's he's come back on it again, and he's he's scoring again, and and obviously, you know, that's going to attract attention from other clubs. So, come January, mate, yeah, it's going to be a you know, it's going to be a, str- a strange one because um, you know, I'm I'm. I'm quite sure there'll be a few eyes on him, uh, you know, and I'm quite sure there'll be a few bids coming in to to try and uh, tear him away from us. You don't get many decent deals um, in January, do you? Because players' prices are inflated. I mean, you might get a decent deal in terms of Sunderland offloading Jack Clark because they can ask a premium for him. But, you know, buying clubs, you don't often find many bargains in January. No, you don't, mate. Well, to be quite honest, unlike the shops, you know, there's always a few deals in the shops, but <laughs> but, but yeah, just not just the not around the football clubs. No, there was a thing the other day about the the best the best signings, sort of mid-season signings ever, and and Virgil Van Dijk was mentioned because he he joined Liverpool mid. But 
the person who was number one, and, and quite rightly so, and Jim knows him better than all of us, is Eric Cantona, who obviously Aye. went from Leeds to, to Manchester United. <coughs> what a player he was, Jim. Yeah. But I think you had you had dealings with him as well, didn't you, with, with Nike? Yes, uh, yeah. No, um, it, I think he went for £1 million, didn't he? Is that what it was? Nowadays, yeah, that's, that's, right. uh, that's, a week, that's a week's wages nowadays. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, no, it's... I don't want to name drop, but I did know I've, through my life I'm, I've known a lot of people <laughs> and um, mm. Eric was one of them who it's, it's just an absolute pleasure I know he, he's got this act on the pitch that he's a big timer but what a nice man lovely you know I used to ask me open shops and do some coaching with kids and all the rest but never said no and uh, and they liked a wee, a wee pint, pint or two here and there as well so he was a good lad <laughs> not a bad footballer either he wasn't, was he? Ah, oh, yes, no, but he, no, he had a lot about him. I'll tell you a quick one. I was doing um, at Highbury with Ian Wright doing stuff, and Eric was there. And all he had to do was ping a ball, like you know, forty yards. And could he do it? So I got all brave and I says, "Give me it here." I put it down and I pinged it right into his chest. And I went, <laughs> "Okay, son." <laughs> Hey, Jimmy, you doing well not to name drop? That's only been seven so far. <laughs> Brilliant. We've still got to look ahead to the games coming up tonight uh, and tomorrow, of course. Uh, all three North East clubs are in action. Uh, we'll have a look at 23 as well and just see what uh, highlights the boys can think of. That's all to come next on the three legends across the North East. It's the three legends. Across the Northeast, Clark, legend. Williams, legend. Hignett, legend. WhatsAppers, call or send a voice message. Banter at its best. 033 43 2002. Right across the Northeast, the turn back had and the red. And, and Jim, uh, Jim Pearson, former Newcastle striker, mm-hmm. joining us as well. In for Lee Clark, off the bench, Jim. In for Lee Clark. We're going to have to push you back a bit in the midfield. Well, I've been on the bench half my life, so I get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't comment. No, not, for, not, comment. not for something like Clark, you mind you. <laughs> 23, fellas. I mean, uh, thoughts we are coming to the last show of the year. Uh, it does cover the end of last season, the start of this season. Um, what are your thoughts so far? I mean, wh- where do the thoughts go to Higgy for Borough, starting with? Well, I think, you know, that obviously the playoff last year was disappointing because they'd had such a, a brilliant run uh, and then hit the buffers a little bit. I think they only won two of the last 10 games, got into the playoffs. I fancied them against Coventry, I really did, um, but it wasn't to be. And then the lads have moved on. I think this season, I'll probably pick two and, and one is still to come. We're at the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup, they've done brilliant to get there. They've got a really difficult game against Chelsea over two legs. Um, listen, if they can get through that, then that would be the highlight. Um, and then there's a certain 4-0 victory away at Sunderland that um, springs to mind, Daz. Sorry, I can't hear you, mate. What did you say? He's gone. <laughs> I think he's gone home. He's gone. He's gone. But that was Sorry, pleasing. mate, can't hear you. That was pleasing because going up there, everyone expected Sunderland, who were in a, a decent run, um, expected it to be, you know, Sunderland win. 
Uh, I know they had a man sent off at half time, but then four second half goals. Um, and it was a great day for, for the Teesiders. So I think for me, the highlights of, of the current season are the 4 0 win at Sunderland and, and the semi final of the Cup. So, sorry, mate. I couldn't hear you there, mate. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, listen, I'm desperate to hear your highlights. <laughs> Daz, what are yours? No, where do I start? <laughs> no, I mean, obviously, playoff disappointment for uh, for us, but obviously the achievement of obviously, um, you know, actually getting up there in the playoffs. Um, you know, having been in League uh, League One for for uh, you know a few years, um, you know, was a was a massive, obviously, yeah. Uh, you know, a massive point for Sunderland. Um, obviously, disappointing side of things. You know, we lost Ross Stewart. Um, but on the plus side of that, we went and beat Southampton five 0 You know, obviously on the same day he went. Um, you know, was a was a massive boost for us. Um, obviously, disappointment is of Mogger getting sacked. Um, you know, that was that was a, you know a disappointment. I think for for all in Sunderland. Uh, you know, and, and and again, you know, another change uh, to the club. Um, but you know, overall, I think. You know, if we're going to be realistic and, and look at you know where Sunderland have come from, you know having having been down in League One, um, you know it's it's a massive achievement and a massive stride forward. Um, and you you know you he's developed. You know I've got to say Tony Mowbray because obviously he, he's a, he's a guy who's brought the players in and you know he's developed some young young talent coming through. Um, you know even when we had Ahmad Diallo on loan, you know to attract a, a player like that to Sunderland. You know, was it was a massive part of obviously, you know, us achieving that playoff spot, um, and I, ju- you know, I just think there's, there's, you know, there's been some negatives, you know, over the last year, but I think you know the the positives are shown through, and you know, hopefully it continues un- under the you know watchful eye of Mike, uh, Michael Bale now. Can you get him back? Is there any chance of getting Diallo back? Mate, I'd go and pick him up myself. <laughs> He's just uh, honest, honestly, mate. Uh, mate I mean, d- d- there's talk of it, mate. There's there's rumours that he may come back. Uh, what you know, whether this materialises, I don't know. I think you know we had a great chance under under Tony, uh, under Tony's management to get him back in. You know, I'm not saying you know that we haven't got that chance with Michael Bale because you know again, like you know, he said he's got a good reputation for developing uh, players, and obviously he's done a lot of, like you say, a lot of the work up at Rangers when Stephen Gerrard was there. So, yeah, potentially, mate. And this, you know, this, and I think you know, if you asked any 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 anyone with half a brain cell, would you would you want him back? You know, would you, you'd have him in a flash because mm. you know he made such a difference. Um, but for me, you know, we we've got you know we've got Pritchard in there as well, who makes a massive difference. Um, you know when he comes on, uh, you know he's just a live wire. Um, you know Roberts is, seems to be getting back into form as well. So we've got similar type players, but Diallo was just a special. You know he's a special player. Um, you know and you know whatever he does and wherever he goes, obviously you know you wish him all the best. But you know hopefully you know we can we can maybe get him in January and and, and get through uh, you know the the uh, the end of the season and hopefully into the playoffs again. And Jim, from a Newcastle perspective, looking at the two half seasons that make up 2023, um, I'm sure PSV will rank highly. I mean, what what memories, what what are the thoughts that you'll take away with you from from 2023? Well, then the last the second half of last season was just fantastic. It was everything was going, it was flying, and then um, first game of the season we beat Villa five one, and Villa have turned out to be a, a proper side, haven't they? Um, then we lose three in a row, and then after that, uh, with a little run of four games in a row, including an eight-nil at Sheffield United, which was a strange one. Um, but 
compared with the end of last season, but it's been tougher this year and uh, we're on a bit of a, a dodgy bit run at the moment. But I, as I said before, just get through that and um, should be okay. But it's, um, it's still a pleasure to go and watch and to go to these games. It's uh, I just think it's such a, a bonus now compared with what it was before. Uh, and the fans are right behind the team, so I hope it'll, uh, it'll turn it around. Jim, do you think we're getting closer to a, a when, not if, Newcastle wins win some silverware? You like the hope so. Um, this there, there's there's got to be a good chance, and again, that's out of the window this season. But um, I would you would like to think over the next two year uh, if they make the rights, if they're allowed to make the right signings and uh, they can push forward that little bit, it's got to be a chance, yeah. Mm. And it, it, with the signings, are you pleased to see the way they've gone about it? Because everyone was thinking with all the money they've got, they were just going to go out and sign whoever yeah. they wanted. Obviously, there's there's a bit of financial fair play to negotiate, but they haven't done it that, like that, have they? No, they went and they've got uh, the signed good players who are good in their positions and it was the positions that we needed to improve on. Uh, got a couple of special players and uh, as I say, that he, he knows what he's doing. He, he, he just he wants, to, and I know I'm repeating myself, but he wants to make sure he gets the, the, the players that he wants. Uh, and if he does, then I'm sure that'll, that'll be the boost that's needed. Is the one player you'd love to see to go to Newcastle? There's, there's nothing stands out at the moment. And I say, I, I don't know about the, how much money would be involved. Um, no, I can't say there's anybody I would, I would say sticks six out. Do you do you think of anybody? Well, if if money's not an object, I, I would think of someone like Asala would <laughs> would be great for them. Um, uh, but no, I'm, I think I'm with you. I think the way they're doing it is is right. You know, they they've signed yeah. players with a future yeah. who can who can get better, who are already you know really good players, but have got that potential yeah. to become world class players. And I think you know mm-hmm. we we haven't seen them really open their pair strings like we know they, they're going to at some point. And, and listen, I'm sure yeah. if, if the right one becomes available, you know, they, they'll they yeah. do everything they can yeah. to try and get them. It'll be a very interesting Yeah, but Champions League is massive for a club. You know, you can only oh, attract those players incredible. if you're in the Champions League mm-hmm. and they'll have to do it yeah. consecutively, I think, before the type of players we're talking about will consider, yeah, I'm going to go to Newcastle. Yeah, I agree totally. That's the problem, though, isn't it? You can't go out and buy a Salah because financial fair play has you in handcuffs. Uh, because you've got to you've got to tie your spending into your revenue generation. So the, the more your commercial department can bring in, the more you can spend. Um, yeah. So it just isn't, isn't that mad, though, Dave? Because we'll see him. You know, we might see him leave at the end of the season. I think we probably will see him leave at the end of the season. He will go to Saudi and they'll play in front of fifteen hundred people. Isn't that a shame? Like, do you know what I mean? Isn't that a shame Crazy that you're not going to see a, a Mo yeah. Salah on a on a massive stage? It it's sort of almost. Listen, I agree with financial fair play. Don't get me wrong. I think it's it's good for the game. But when you see things like that happening, you know, it has to be across the board. I think, and and you want a league that's up and coming to grow and grow properly and be sustainable. I don't know how sustainable it is. Obviously, they've got a bottomless pit in in terms of money, but. Is it sustainable in in the fact that you know the crowds that they get, and will the players who they they're bringing there, you know, we know they're going because of money, but mm. will those players eventually want to go there anyway? 
considering what crowds they get. I don't know. I, do you know what I mean? It's it, it seems to me a waste. It's like a waste of a, a player, well, a waste of a time. Well, look at Jordan. Well, Oscar went to China. Remember Oscar at, at Chelsea? He went to China and he's been there eight years. And listen, he's obscenely rich, but what a player he was. But who remembers Oscar? What, what's his legacy? Uh, well, this is the thing. Yeah, it's like, you know, as, as, a, as a talented player, do you know what I mean? Surely making a move to Saudi and playing, you know, in games like that against, you know, the competition that's there. Well, I say competition, you know, with, with tongue in cheek, but, the, you know, what's there, you know, is that is that going to affect you as a player? Is it going to damage sharpness? you as a player? Exactly. This is the thing, mate. And I just, I don't get it. You know, surely, I mean, we've all, we've all played the game. We're all, we're all very competitive. Surely that's not a competitive league. That's what I, I want to get we all want, your career. We all, wanted to, I think we all wanted to play at the top level that we could. Want to play at mm. any yeah. level we, we could reach, um, irrespective of money. I mean, I know I'm, I'm calling myself yeah. a tight job, but money never entered it. It just went where you could, no. when you could, to improve. And then I can understand okay. you know, your 35-year-old going to Saudi for a couple Absolutely. of years to make millions of pounds. Yeah. Ah, to make, um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's disappointing. Some disappointing even thinking about it, to be honest. Yeah. They've got enough money to last their lives anyway, and their kids, and their grandkids. Yeah. So you would well, think they would exactly, put more in, more into wanting to play at the top level. I'm probably the only exactly. one. I'm probably the only one of you qualified to ask this question because I'm I'm the only one who's not a player, not has no has been a player. Does it does it impact your performance? Does it impact your quality as a player? You know the 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 level of opposition you're playing against. So do you become a I better player? Do you improve by playing against better opponents? No. And likewise, yeah. Yeah. will your quality yeah. Yeah. drop yeah. off if you're playing against poorer players? I, I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think totally. I, I think I think you. I think your quality as a as a player does drop. You know, I, yeah, we've all played in games where it's you know the early early rounds of the cup, or you, you've been put in the reserves, and it, you know you're thinking, oh, and and mentally and in your head you're like. Oh, Sometimes you just you know you don't you don't want to play in them games, but you know you got to play in them games because you've got to get yourself back in the team or so you know or something along those lines. You might have been out injured for a while, so you need to get back in. Uh, 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 but you find it a struggle to get yourself you know riled up and ready for ready for those type of games. No disrespect to anybody who you're playing, but you just find it difficult. And I just think you you know you go into Saudi to play in games like that. You know if if you've still got the majority of your career left, then why? Yeah, I, I think you you always want to play. You want to challenge. You want to see how good you really are. So you want to play yeah. against the best consistently. And you want to play with the best as well because sometimes they'll improve you as a player. You know, I I had it with, at Middlesbrough when the, when the superstars started coming. You know, you could have got one or two ways. You could have went, well, that's me finished. Or you could have went, you know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn from these and see what makes them so good. Nick Barnby was the exactly. first person who came in, and and improved me as a footballer. And I I knew he improved me as a footballer because I'm suddenly looking at him thinking, well, he's the same size as me. I might be a bit quicker than him. We're similar. Why is he so good? And, and <clears throat> how can I learn from him? And you do it in training. You know, training with these players yeah. day in day out. Totally. You pick habits up. You pick little good things up. Listen, football brain is football brain, and, and some people are on a different level. And that's a difficult one to learn. But in terms of, you know, what you can do with a football and how quick you move it, and it's 
Yeah. He, he, he for me was was the first time I, I thought a player had come in and improved me and then that just continued you you sort of grow with the level until you get to the level where that's you and there is levels yeah. and, and people stop at levels years, mate. And, and but you don't know how far you can go until you do it do you so no, I don't know that, yeah. you know like you say I, listen I hope I hope it is a success I hope they do become you know in, in years to come we're talking about the league and it can integrate and it can it can get better and, and join in with major competitions and, and be a a genuine place where people can go and no one will say anything about it at the minute it's the money isn't it that's that's yeah. what everyone's talking about with, with the Saudi league it's not totally. it's not the challenge and it's not the football it, it's the money but I hope in years to it's come challenge does anybody think I'll Jordan Henderson at the moment enjoying himself I bet he is. He's another. He's another he miserable get. So I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but he must be. He must well, be missing competition. He must be missing yeah, European action. He, he must be missing yeah. Anfield. He's you probably gone so, there mate, a couple you? of seasons too early. You know where yeah, he, he still had. He still had maybe another year at Liverpool where he could definitely have stayed and, and been a part of. Maybe played every week, but still been a part of. Uh, and then maybe next season or the season after, he, he'd have looked at something like that to go and, and yeah. finish. But yeah, listen, when it comes knocking and the numbers that they talk, it must be really hard to say. Mm. Yeah. You know, you know, you've only got a couple of seasons yeah. left at the top. Yeah, and and the you know, it, you're talking phone numbers and it's security for not just you but your mm. kids and your kids' kids probably. And yeah, and fair play to them for for going over and doing it. But yeah. It's the younger ones, you know, the the ones like that. Like the, yeah. Is it Neves who went from Wolves to to go over there and, and play? I mean, that, why? You know, when you've you've still got yeah. so much to offer and give, and you're still one of yeah. the best midfielders in in the Premier League. It's just um, it's it's baffling sometimes. But it's they're not. We're not all the same, are we? We get driven by different things, and they're just obviously yeah, of course you do, mate. Different things. Exactly. That's the bottom line. Everybody's different, but uh, yeah, you, as I say, I, I just think football's changed so much, and uh, money's running the show totally. And it never ever used to be like not in my day anyway. Um, and whether that's uh, I'll have a good effect or a bad effect, it's going to be a bit longer term uh, to see how it how it goes on, especially in the in the Middle East. I remember the days when, before your time, Higgy, uh, a borough player, midfielder. We were chatting, and he said one day. He said to me one day, he said, "I've just had a pay rise, Dave. I've got. I'm on six hundred quid a week. Is that good?" And I'm thinking, "Oh, how times have now changed." What's Henderson? <laughs> yeah. Seven hundred grand a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Now, I mean, the money is. G- g- like give or take a penny or two. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. it puts my it puts my eighteen pound a week at St Johnston. <laughs> 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 Brilliant. That's genuine, by the way. My first wage was eighteen pounds. Oh, <laughs> eighteen quid a week. Fantastic. Right. Uh, is... There you go. That's my, this is my my attitude. Somebody's paying me money to play football. Thank you. I'll take it. Oh, I'm yeah, sure there's right. so there's thousands upon thousands of people who would love to be given that opportunity but never got it. So uh, yeah, Correct. You know, Correct. wear it with pride. Yeah. Wear it with pride. It is the three legends across the northeast: Craig Hignett, Darren Williams, and Jim Pearson. We'll be back after this. Clark, legend. Williams, legend. Hignett, legend. 
It's the three legends. WhatsApp us, call or send a voice message. We don't bite. 033 00 43 2002. Right across the northeast. By the fans, for the fans. The tune, the red and the cut. Greg Hignett, Darren Williams, Jim Pearson, the three legends tonight. Clarky's got, well, he won't have sun on his back now because it's night time, but I bet he's got a share bat in his hands, lads. Oh, I'll definitely saying. have a share bat. Yeah. We've got 13 minutes left, fellas, so there's the small matter of the games ahead. Where, where, where do you want to start? Uh, either. I'm not anywhere. Go on, let's start go. Anywhere. Let's go with some. I'll start my beating Liverpool. All right, then. Okay, we'll go there. <laughs> there you go. Uh, no, I think that's a, big, that's a massive game. It's uh, it's Monday night, is it? It's only a game on the Monday, so it's a massive game anyway. Mm. And um, that might just be right. Maybe Newcastle need to go there and prove themselves again that they can uh, play at that level away from home. So, uh, well, a bit of luck. That will go through. Sunderland's a walkover, and then there's Man City. <laughs> so you talk about the Sunderland game. It, it, it concerns me now. I used to wonder, there's so many foreign players here, that do they understand what a derby is? Can I just tell you that if they don't, they will after, they will after next Saturday. Oh, <laughs> they definitely will, mate, 100%. We were, uh, we were uh, chatting this so morning on... It's a great... Okay, on, on the Northeast Footy Breakfast Show, we were talking this morning, and uh, Steve Wraith, who's our who's our who's our Newcastle fans, just got his bus ticket, his coach ticket, to get from uh, St James's across the stadium alight for that game. Oh, He's yeah. having to leave at eight thirty in the morning. I mean, heaven knows <laughs> wow. what sort of logistics are going, uh, having to be put in place here to get seventy no. odd coaches, double decker coaches, mm -hmm. full of what six and a half thousand Newcastle fans across to the stadium. Wait, Wraith, Wraith, Wraith deserves that. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. I mean, it's, it's, it, I know. I know. We're, we're one game ahead, Jim. But it, it's a massive occasion, isn't it? And. Is there any chance there's a big banana skin waiting for Newcastle to slip up on? Uh, well, there's got to be a chance. I don't think it's a big one, but um, so, so it's a massive for Sunderland. So they, if they can lift their game and uh, say at level after half an hour, then they'll fancy their chances. Uh, but the same token, if Newcastle go and play to their ability, they they, they could score early on and that would maybe see towards it, you know? Mm. I think the big thing, though, uh, Jim, is the pressure's on you guys, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yes, for, yeah, for you've us, got to you accept know. the pressure is. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you yeah, accept I that. Think... And that's where you've got to be big enough to handle that and go on with it and play your normal game, yeah? Yeah, exactly, mate. I don't I think, think anyone you know, like expects... Well, I, I don't expect Sunderland to win the game. So it'd be a massive upset for me if Sunderland yeah. got anywhere near it. I, I think Newcastle will go and, and win it comfortably. If I'm honest, I think yeah. the quality you would, you would think, you would think should be so, too much. There's a but, of course. Mm. There's a but, yeah. But it, it would uh, be a major shock, though, for me if if Sunderland got yeah, some. Yeah. I know it's a derby and everything like that, but I just think the difference in quality between the two sides um, is vast. And I'd be surprised yeah. if it wasn't a comfortable <laughs> Newcastle win. But yeah. with that well, comes the pressure well, that you right. just mentioned. <laughs> uh, well, the thing is, mate, yeah, you just never know. You know, we've got Super Clark. You know what I mean? I'll Bellingham in there. You just never know, mate. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You just never know. They, 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 the thing you've is, the majority of these you've players got super clock, get... you've, you've got Super Clark, <laughs> we've got Lee Clark. Nigga, that. 
they, they, these players at Sunderland, they'll know what the derby's all about, owners. You know what I mean? They, they, they're going to get amongst it. You know, they, yeah. I've got down for two, two, two sendings off already. Do you know what I mean? So, the, the, you know, there'll be no... You You're know, not playing could, anymore, Daz. Come game. on. Oh, yeah. Sorry, mate. I'll take myself <laughs> that, out the team. That, Hang on. That would have been you. <laughs> <laughs> mate, honestly, Jeff went used to have me de- marked down before I even got on the pitch. You used to show your titties. You were standing in the tunnel. Look, I've got your name <laughs> down already be... just to save us a bit of time, Daz. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Honestly, mate, you used to that just have... All you had to do was write the... All you had to do was write the time next to it. <laughs> I always knew you were going to say, lads. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> but let's well, go I... back. Let's go back to Anfield. Let's go back to Anfield. I mean, um, I mean, Higgy, it's a club you know well. Liverpool, you've seen him well, a few times. Just a bit. I'll, I'll be at the game, Dave. Funnily enough, on, on New Year's Day, I will be at Sunderland at 12.30 and then I'll be at Anfield at 8 o'clock. So I'll get to see <laughs> Sunderland and Newcastle. Um, Liverpool for me I think they'll beat Newcastle and particularly at Anfield that they've lost one in the last 50 or something at Anfield it's ridiculous that the former yeah, Anfield is, is just <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's frightening I mean it is frightening the, listen what I, bit, yeah. what I will say about Liverpool is um, until Nunes scored the other night their forwards apart from Salah were going through a really dry spell where Gakpo hadn't mm-hmm. scored uh, Nunez hadn't scored Luis Diaz hadn't scored um, but then the other night Nunez scores Jota comes back from injury and scores mm-hmm. against Burnley so they've got forwards coming back Salah will be gone after this game uh, he, he'll be going to the African Cup of Nations so yeah, yeah. It, it's a massive game for Liverpool they they need need the points because they could be without Salah for eight games Um so as long as that, like, it, yeah, oh, right. yeah. I mean, if they do well in in the cup, they could lose him for eight games. So that'll be a massive blow to Liverpool. They need Salah because Salah's the one. Even when things aren't happening, he'll come yeah. up with something and he'll, he'll do something. something even yeah. if he's having a quiet Definitely. game, he's he's unbelievable. Yeah. And and the record what? from when he's he's joined the club to now is absolutely sensational. Um, but what, what they've got goals from other sorry. places. Yeah. No, they've got goals well, from the places Salah. now, Jim. So midfield will chip in as well. Uh, yeah. Right. What I think about Salah is that you watch him, he plays in the same position and does the same things every week and they can't stop him. No. No. It's, uh, and no they, they, they must have plans to try and stop him. Nobody can stop him from scoring. So must mean something. No. It's a bit like Jack Clark, I mean, mate. <laughs> it's scary but I'm looking forward to seeing Sunderland Daz because I haven't seen Sunderland live yet and, and they're playing Preston Yeah. so I'll be at the game um, Preston yeah. I've seen Preston this year but I've battered them four and they were awful I thought they were the, one of the worst teams I've seen in a championship Aye. this year and they've been going through a, a funny period Ryan Lowe's had a little bit of, of hassle with the fans um, yeah. he's had a little pop at them but yeah. they've had a really good Good result. I think they beat Leeds, didn't they? The last one. Yeah, they so beat Leeds, mate. Yeah, yeah. One, they beat yeah. Leeds. So they're they're one of them teams who can come and, and cause problems. Had a really good start to the season in the playoffs. Dropped a little bit since then. Um, found it difficult, but whenever they need a result, they seem to get it. And it'll be a a funny game. But I, again, I expect Sunderland, especially being at home, I expect them to win that one. I haven't seen yeah, Preston already mate. this season. Uh, definitely, definitely. But what about Rotherham? What about Rotherham? I mean, Borough... Exactly. Up, what about Rotherham? Yeah, what about Rotherham? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Borough slipped up massively. Daz, do you expect Sunderland to? 
I don't, mate. To be to be honest, um, I, I believe obviously you know we we we've got too much for them. Uh, I know, like you say, you know the the, the done Middlesbrough, you know, with a, with a one goal. Um, but for me, you know, I don't know. You know, Sunderland have looked solid um, in, in the last game. I think we've got you know a lot of creativity. Uh, I know, unfortunately, um, obviously, I wish him the, wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, Niall Huggins, mm. obviously, with his injury, uh, it's going to take him out probably for the season. Um, but Sealton, you know, and uh, Niall, you know, was praising him up uh, really uh, in the press, uh, you know, about him obviously being selected and going in the squad. And whenever he's come in, Sealton, he's done really, really well. Uh, so you know, I'm expecting obviously you know something from him today. Um, but for me, uh, you know, I, th- I think we've got too much for them, mate. You know, we we're very creative in the final third. Uh, you know, so long as we can keep a, you know a solid back line uh, and limit them t- uh, for, from chances on goal. You know, I, th- I think we'll we should win tonight comfortably. Mm. I'd, I'd agree with that, Dave. I, I think Sunderland have got too much for Rotherham. You know, Borough created chances. Borough weren't at the best, by the way, but they had plenty of chances in the game. And Rotherham scored from a, a fluky cross come shot that sailed over the keeper. So I, I think Sunderland, with what they've got, have got too much going forward. I think they'll score. Um, I don't think Rotherham have got enough. And it, it's dangerous saying that in a championship because anyone yeah, on the me. day can beat anyone in it. But they are rock but bottom, I, I just think, yeah, They are just destined for the drop. Yeah, I yeah, think mate. But this is you know they, you're probably yeah it's a probably dangerous it's dangerous teams to play, aren't they? You know because the fight the scrapping the fighting, um you know the the game could be become ugly, uh you know and, and we've seen on numerous occasions when the, when a game becomes ugly, you know uh, sometimes Sunderland you know kind of falter. But I'm hoping like you say they control most of the game. Uh, but obviously you know when they get the opportunities to you know to make sure they uh, hit the back of the net. Jim, from your time, how easy is it to take your eye off the opponents when, you know, you are playing a bottom club or a club close to, to bottom position? I think we always say that uh, we'll go out and play the same every game. But there is, I think it's basically subconscious. It's happened on a few occasions when you can think back. I think it's subconscious that you go and say, no, this is, this is a cakewalk today. Um, even though you don't think you're thinking that, if that makes sense. And you go just with that slightly different attitude. And then if the other team has a go at you, it's hard to get back on the rails. And that's been proved. I remember once at Everton, we played Fulham and went out. And they battered us. They battered and they were in the second division at the time and put us out of the cup. Um, and that's, I think, subconsciously, we just went with it. And uh, it, can, it can certainly happen, yeah. Higgy, Borough, Huddersfield? <sighs> Well, I said before, Borough, Borough tend to struggle against the teams down at the bottom. Um, I think Huddersfield have had a decent win, didn't they, um, yeah. in the last game? So, it's, it's, they're all difficult games. Uh, Borough have got a few injuries, but they're getting one or two back now. It was good to see Riley McGree back. Um, but it could go in anyway. Borough are so up and down at the moment, hit and miss. Had a great result against West Brom, good result against Swansea, poor result against Rotherham. And, and you don't know which borough's going to turn up. Um, but if they can play the way the the maximum, then I think they'll win the game. But Borough, for me, are one of them teams that need their best players fit to be able to compete with the teams at the top. The teams like Huddersfield, I think they should be competing anyway and, and should be getting positive results. So hopefully tonight um, they'll do that and they'll get a positive result. They did miss chances against Rotherham and they need to be more clinical. But that really has been the story of of the season you know they, they do need to be clinical they need a someone to 
to grab the game by the scruff of the net and score neck and score the goals. They haven't really had that this season. They've had bits here and there. Um, Greenwood's had a couple of decent games where he's got two or three goals and then he's gone off, um, hit the bar the other night and, and missed a chance. Um, so you need someone just to step up and when they do make chances, put them away. Because they do create chances. To be fair, to be fair, yeah, I think Huddersfield, str- you know, struggle at home. You know, they do struggle mm-hmm. at home. They, they, they seem, they seem to do better away from. Home. I mean, obviously, the, you know, they beat Sunderland um, away from home. Um, but you know, the, the the home form's a little bit indifferent. Um, you know, I can, I can see you going there tonight, creating chances, and, and obviously getting, you know, getting a result from it. Well, we're just about I done. So. Just about out of time. So prediction time. Daz was last to speak. What are your predictions for uh, for the three games for Borough Newcastle Sunderland? I know Newcastle's a couple of days away. Yeah, Newcastle's a couple of days away. Uh, I'm going to go for a two nil win to Sunderland tonight. I'm going to go for a one nil win for Middlesbrough. And unfortunately, I just can't see Newcastle. Unfortunately, uh, you know, getting a result at Anfield. So I'm going to go with a with a two one defeat. Kick. Well, I think Newcastle will get beat three one. I think um, Sunderland will win, uh, and it could be two nil, three nil, and then Borough. I'm praying is a two-one victory. I don't sound convincing. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> Jim, what's, what's your thoughts on the scorelines? What how's Newcastle going to do at Anfield? I think they'll win two-one. There you go. Whoa, fellas! Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2024. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the best, lads, and lovely to speak yeah, to you, Jim. Yeah, all the best. Thank Have a good you. time. Cheers, boys. Take care, Jim. Bye.